This podcast is recorded at The Nest, Burley. This is the Raw Reality Podcast, and we are your hosts, Tori Story and Fit with Lily. On this show, we talk about health, fitness, and mindset, whilst bringing you behind the scenes of our raw reality and navigating life through our 20s. Hello, guys, and welcome back to this week's episode. Today, we have a very exciting guest coming on our show. First one for the year, actually, which is so exciting, Chloe Bromwich. Welcome. I just want to give you a little bit of a rundown of who Chloe is to start with. She's a highly successful business owner in both the online coaching space and business mentoring. She's had a transformational journey herself in all areas of fitness, health, relationships, and mindset. An extremely confident queen, Chloe encompasses authenticity and to put it simply, not giving a fuck about what anyone else thinks. Today, we're touching on all things confidence, social media, relationships, and giving you the ultimate pep talk that you desire. Chloe, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I was so excited. So we're much finally fun. doing this. We've had you on our like list for so long. And then we're like, fuck, let's just message her. <laughs> and first one of 2024, I'm honoured. Yes, yeah. yes, I'm very excited. Good. So basically, let's start the episode. We always give our little bit of a raw reality, which basically means how your week went. Let's start with you because I feel like you had a week and I'm here for it. Yeah, Joy's like, here we fucking go again. Yes. I'm ready. I am ready to dish everyone the Taylor Swift news. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> if all you saw on my social media in the last week has been Taylor Swift and I don't really care. Um, so yeah, I was in Sydney last week with my younger sister. It was her 13th birthday. So she I took her. She looked like she had a ball. She had the best time. Yeah. Like the cutest thing ever. So yeah, I took her to Sydney. We went shopping. She is like the definition of a Sephora kid. I, I didn't think oh, that God. they actually were real. And we were just in Mecca and I'm like looking around I'm like she knows more than I do so we did all of that we had the cake we saw Taylor and honestly like I saw Taylor the first time when I was nine yeah. 15 years later saw her again still amazing that photo oh my god that I was know. adorable I know was yeah so, so my sister is 11 years younger than me so there's a fair gap yeah. people often think she's my child because we look so similar I'm like <laughs> yeah. didn't have a kid at all. I literally get the same with my little brothers yes. if I take them out everyone's like your kids I'm like yeah. no no <laughs> absolutely not no no no. yeah so that's really pretty much been my week I feel like it's actually a chill week in my life which is kind of kind of nice did the two days of work and now we're here so yeah I love that yeah very good what was your week like my week was I was like said to Tori in the cast like I don't have much to inform yeah. this week I feel like I was so busy just with work and trying to get everything done this is the first weekend in I don't even know how long I'm gonna say a fair few months where I have no work. That's so nice. No work. And I don't know what changed. I think my productivity is just starting to increase. Mm. I'm getting a little bit more organized and it's made the biggest difference. So I have one more thing to do today and then I have the weekend off and I'm so keen for it. Um, everything's going really well. We actually went down to Sunshine Coast on the week up. We went up to Sunshine <laughs> Coast on the yes. weekend to see our friends Riley and Taylor. Riley moves to Bali today. I know. Moves. That is wild and we're gonna go to bali in july so like perfect yeah. perfect really time of year well. to go to yeah, yeah so i've excited. heard that yeah um another little update i actually got my period today which i was yeah. me too oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> i just up. finished mine so. <laughs> perfect <laughs> i was not expecting that at all because i also woke up a new low weight so that was a really interesting go hand mm. in hand but means you're healthy though means i'm healthy and i really think it was because i had the diet break last week and helped get True. everything because your last period was the last time you had one last prep and it was so a week late, whereas this one was bang on, yeah, Love thirty that. day cycle. So I'm like, I'm chilling. Really. Definitely the food, I reckon. Definitely the food, and like I haven't been distressed lately. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Huge difference. Yeah, I'm interested to see if you get another one. Yeah, same. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Um, yeah, my week is very similar. I feel like it's just been like head down, ass up type of week. I feel like yesterday I hit a point where I was like, 
am I having a midlife crisis? <laughs> just with like, I feel like I'm doing so much at the moment that I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, is this, you know, when you just hit a spot and you're like, am I doing the right thing? Am yeah. I on the right path? But I, that's when I know I'm like, okay, I need to just have a day off and chill. So that is today, other than the podcast. Hopefully the sun stays out so I can go to the beach. It's supposed to. Yes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but other than that, oh, I went on a run. She went on a run. She's a, a run. runner. She's a track star. She is. I did my first ever run and it was just quite good. I'm sore. My hips are sore. My quads are sore. But like feels good sore. Yeah. I think this to most people, they're going to be like, cool, you want to run? Like, I don't think you understand. Tori doesn't run. Yeah, never have. Sort of thing. Never have. And you read books. Oh, <laughs> and no. Readers. Okay, wait. Let me just list off. Yeah. I went for a run. I started reading. I now eat red meat. I joined the oh. croc train. Oh my God, I'm going to join the croc train too. <laughs> yes. I, I, I was not going to do it. And then I tried on my brothers and I was like, yeah, same. Oh my God, That's they're exactly so comfortable. What to me. For a solid year, I was like, I hate them. And yeah. then I was like, I don't Chloe, hate them. Platform or no platform? Oh, I'm a pla- look at me. I'm a platform yeah. 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 It's like X and anytime there's like a little bit more, you know, everyone's like, less is more. I'm like, no, more is more. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's me. Facts, more is more. Yeah. <laughs> I so I don't know what 2024 has done to me, but I'm kind of here for it. Oh, this yeah. is so good. Yeah. But I low-key feel like everybody I know in 2024, I don't know what happened. Energetically, everyone was just like, turn it up a couple yeah. of notches and I'm so here for it. So I have said with the lunar cycle whatever you want to call it it actually is a new beginning year yeah so it's like that it's been the end of a cycle and now we're starting again so this year is actually transformational in everyone's lives and my psychic said that it's an eight year too which is an abundance year so anything that's created this year it's supposed to be oh let's let's actually go go. (laughs) (laughs) we're on oh big slay so i just want to know like are you on the cock train or not because we're gonna put that on our story yeah we are Apparently, a thousand of your followers are not. I know, one thousand people. Well, I was know. a crocator, like I really was. But Same. now that now that you've got, I'm like, damn it. And I don't do trends, like that's not my thing. Mm. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. Maybe I want to be that but girl. But it's also, I think it's because it's like people also hate it. So it's like, oh, perfect, I'm gonna get them. Yeah, because people also hate them. Yeah, yeah. and I want to. If I get them, I'm gonna get the little like stickers to go on top. Oh, absolutely, I'm, I have to. Yeah, they, they, they make Taylor Swift ones now. You can <laughs> yeah. get one of those. Well, you see. Perfect. <laughs> Meant to be. I knew you would cave. I knew it. <laughs> but I'm not getting the platform. Okay. That's what I'm not getting. I think that's an ick, but anyway. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Croc icks. Anyway, anyway, okay. So let's jump straight into it. We always do quick fire questions for our guests. So I'm very excited to hear yours. First one, your star sign. I'm a Libra. But I'm the cutoff, so I'm actually a Libra Scorpio. Oh. So that's where my bitchiness comes from a little bit. Oh. Yeah. A little bit fiery. I don't know anyone who's a Libra. What does that encompass? Jackson's a Libra. The biggest thing. It's a, well, and Taylor. I actually oh. don't resonate with a lot of it it's like indecisive mm. i am the most decisive person that i know Do so you resonate more with scorpio yeah yeah which uh, is interesting but then the fabulous side of things like that's all liberal yeah, that's, like, all that's me. me thank you see yeah. i'm like a dead set middle of sagittarius and i'm just mm. everything yeah it's funny isn't it what are you aries mm. and i'm a mix i don't know what the next one is but i can kind of feel like i'm a lot of definitely aries um traits but i was meant to be born two months later so oh I'm God, like, you're a primmy baby. Very wow. primmy. So I'm wondering if like, I actually want to research into it and if any of those stars so when I'm meant to be born mm. comes up. Interesting. I just find that so so off topic, but like primmy <laughs> baby, like you're so petite. And then I was born two weeks later, I'm not petite. And it's just like. Yeah, babies, babies yeah. in general don't make sense. It's <laughs> 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 a no from me. <laughs> Literally. Anyway, it's not so quick fire, but let's move uh, on. Sorry, yeah. Next one, you go. Describe yourself in three words. Fabulous. Charismatic. Um, high energy for sure. Yeah, that's one word. That's a vibe. Love that Thanks. so much. Who would your whole past be? 
Or Jacob Elordi. He's my new obsession. Who is that? He's the guy at a kissing booth. He was also in Saltburn. Oh, so I, I was like Saltburn a Theo Burns, James yeah. guy through and like he's divergent. Like nobody really knows who oh. he is, but he was mine. And then my sister and I watched Kissing Booth, and I was like, where? Why did I not love this man <laughs> before? I was like, life. he's also so tall. Yes, 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 Hello, yes. Hello, sir. Okay. Yeah, I love that. So good. He's Australian too, isn't he? He is. Mm. So when you hear him in an interview, I'm so like, nah. Corey, watch out. <laughs> Your favorite food. Oh my god, green chicken curry like the t- every time. Like I would eat wow. that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like so random, but like every meal. Takeout or you make it? No takeout. You can't make it. You it's can't do it. it the nah. same. it's like Thai. I've you tried. Just can't make it nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what did you want to be growing up? I wanted to be a dentist. Oh my god, which is hilarious considering how much I talk. Can you imagine trying to do someone's <laughs> teeth, trying to talk to them? They can't even talk back to me. I know how random. <laughs> or like a dancer or something like that. Yeah. Wow, I didn't expect that at yeah. all. I was gonna do it too. When There's did, a whole story about that. Yeah. So when did that? come off the chart or well when I graduated high school and I was like I was doing this just to please every single person like it was literally like part of my personality like I was like I'm gonna be a dentist when I leave school everyone like Mm -hmm. look at me and then I was like ew I don't want to do that I never wanted to do that but often you know when you have that expectation or your family has that expectation of you it was the quote-unquote right thing to do it's also like telling people you want to be a dentist you get that immediate like validation yes Yes. and then I was like oh I'm actually gonna go be a personal trainer everyone was like oh Mm. And I was like, ah, it started. Here we go. <laughs> and it begins. Yes. I love that reaction. Yeah. <laughs> You're like thriving. Yeah. Okay. Well, basically kind of goes off that. Let's start with a very big first question. What would you tell your younger self? Oh my God. There's so many things. I think the first thing that actually came to my head was stop caring what boys think I think if I think about it in high school or even like what other people think you know I think a lot of the choices that I made in high school and then even in like my late teens early 20s was so much for other people and I think if I could yeah if I could go back I'd be like what do you want to do every single step of the way what do you want to wear what do you want to say and like even though it's quite basic I think majority of people still go through their life doing things that other people want them to do not what Mm. they want to do no matter how confident you are mm-hmm. as well, it still will come up. And interesting you said the fact about boys specifically mm-hmm. because I think that is a huge factor. Like you can please your parents, you can please social media, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But deep down, it's that boy validation mm-hmm. that you're like, okay, what do I do to make them like me? And you just do that growing up. Like from year five, even instantly, all the way absolutely marry someone, you're trying to please the other person. Yeah. Oh, and I even noticed that I, I, something that empowered me so much moving forward was even just the clothes that I decided to wear. It's like, go, let, you know, everyone usually goes clubbing in there when they turn 18 and things like that. And the moment that I was like, oh, I'm dressing this way to get attention versus how mm. do I actually want to dress? Yes. It's so funny because people would think it would be the opposite but I was like no I'm so empowered because I'm doing it for me and what and then I want to do feel comfortable so yes. you, you are comfortable yes and then you're going to attract people because yes. you're like because they're going to be like oh well she's confident yeah she's and then I wondered why I put all of my worth in the way that I looked when that's what I was putting on show Mm. it's like I knew no matter what I could wear if I can wear this and flaunt this and I'm gonna get attention mm. but then I'm complaining why people are only liking me for the way that I look mm. it's like I was doing that to myself yeah unconsciously but and yeah. this is like an example we've said before on the podcast when we did our Europe um, like catch up but yeah. overseas we found like we'd go out in Greece or whatever and there's girls in like the tiniest bikinis flaunting their asses getting mm. absolutely no attention we're sitting in the corner yeah. bitch faces on yeah worried about where our food's coming yeah fully clothed like yeah. and getting attention and mm. it's like not that we wanted it but it was like yes you we just sat back because obviously being so aware of it and you're just like holy shit like these girls are trying so hard yeah and we don't give a fuck and like, look, no. we're getting free drinks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because that's, you're being yourself. And in my yeah. opinion, being yourself is the most, if you, if you will, magnetic type of version 100%. you can be. Yeah. 
because you can people can feel whether you realize you're doing it or not and I have empathy for people like that because I was that person too yeah, you know so yeah I just wanted to touch on as well I feel like as we mentioned at the start you've had such a transformational journey when we went on that walk that time mm. that's when we realized like how much we had in common oh my with God. divided families millions of siblings <laughs> um literally a million <laughs> yeah, journey with like weight loss acne yeah confidence mindset like just so much so I feel like I'm just really excited for this conversation yeah. because I feel like there's so many ways that we can take this yeah we need probably a part two. Anyway. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> well, if you want to kind of begin, how did you transition from dentist to F45? Like yeah. what was something that switched in your mind? You're like, you know what? I actually don't want to be a dentist anymore. Let's kind of mix more. Because you started F45, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was a, I was an F45, which is where a lot of people in the fitness industry start. It's the easiest way to get into the industry. But yep. Yep. it's almost a bit of a sad story. I had a breakup when I was like 18 and I had a lot of childhood trauma that was very much suppressed that I just wasn't aware of. And so I had a breakup, as you do when you're 18, and you feel like your life's over but it affected me so badly to a point where I was like I actually think like I need help like and that's not being dramatic that was genuinely like I went from being the most happy vibrant human to like I would cry my way to sleep I would wake up and cry my way to work I would then suck it up and stay at work and then I would cry on the way to uni and then I'd suck it up at uni and I'd cry all the way like it was for days and days and weeks and weeks and months and so I was like I think I need to go to therapy and so like I was so embarrassed to go isn't that the scariest oh like just admitting that I am so like I'm so proud of my like 18 year old self I was like I don't know what like forced me to do that and I'm so grateful that I did because going there my therapist like again she was a queen and I really do believe everything happens for a reason because she was like what do you even want to do like everything that you've told me you don't want to do any of it and like she was just so matter of fact and I was like yeah you're actually you're right and so she was like well what do you enjoy doing and I'm like oh well exercising and healthy eating she's like we'll do that and it was just so to the point where I was so like, like she yeah. made it sound so yeah. easy. And I was yeah. like, oh, and then she's like, well, what else do you like doing? And I was like, oh, I like making recipes. She's like, okay, we're well, going to start posting them on social media then. And so that's how my social media wow. journey started. And so I did that. And then from there I was like, okay, cool. Well, I need to go and get a job in the industry. So I dropped out of uni and then went to become a personal trainer. And when I was doing, sorry, dentist at uni. No, I actually did sport and exercise science. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, sorry, <laughs> skip that part. I'm trying to take the longest story ever. Um, so I did do sport and exercise science, but again, it was more, it was a people pleasing thing yeah it was like oh I could do that and I don't want to admit that I just got, want to go be a personal trainer so if I go to uni then it makes it more digestible for everybody else um and it softened the blow of not being a dentist <laughs> so then I was like nah screw it so I went to TAFE and honestly had the best freaking time of my life like I had so much fun I was able to create my social media every single day I also had a part-time or had two part-time jobs at that time as well um and then from there I was like okay cool what I want to go do so I actually went on a solo trip. I've done a lot of those. Yes. Uh, I went to America and it's really odd. Any When I came back from that trip, a lot of people said to me, you came back a different version and I don't know what happened and what changed for me, mm-hmm. but every single, like I cut off every single person I knew in my life. It sounds savage AF. All the friendship groups I had done, I came back, COVID hit. I had to move back in with my family. And then from there I was like, okay, what the hell am I going to do with my life? So I I secured the job at F45, but I still needed to, I was like, I don't want to do this forever. And I know that I can't do this forever. So what do I need to do? So I started creating fitness programs. And then from there, it was like full, full, uh, full-time full F45 and then part-time fitness programs online. And then eventually I just went into a full-time fitness program. So yeah. it was a lot of like, you know, everyone talks about Delulu energy these days. It was almost a bit of that before it was even coined that. Like I went from doing everything for everyone else to having a revelation in therapy when my therapist was like, what the hell are you doing? Mm. And I'm like, oh yeah. I'm just going to do everything that I want now. <laughs> and it was like a bit rogue, but it's turned out very Look, well so far. Yeah. And I think as well, 
I can relate because <clears throat> I think when you get to that point where you're like, fuck, I think I need to see someone. Yeah. And so it's like you don't know what told you to do it. No. But it's just no. like you had that inner feeling of being like, I'm not doing anything that I desire. Mm-hmm. Something needs to change. Yeah. Because I was the exact same. I was at a point where I was like, my mental health was completely ruined. Yeah. And it was like, I could just give up and not be here. Yeah. Or I'm like, no, but there's something there that's pulling me towards yeah. the light. Yeah, it's is, like trusting me. Isn't intuition. it so interesting as well? Like you feel like you go to all these people for like crazy answers and a therapist is going to give you this step-by-step thing. It is because I also, if I didn't come up for myself when my mom was like, you need to go see someone after my first time I broke up with my ex because I was like, could not survive. I swear your first love breakup. It's oh, awful. Holy well, it awful. cuts the deepest because it I reckon it will always scar just a little bit Yeah, because it's like, it's the first one. Yeah. And you don't know how, you're not confident in yourself. You don't know how no. to live without them. You don't know how to navigate it. But the most simple thing she said to me, she was like, describe your perfect morning. Described it to her and she was like, he wasn't in the picture. And I was like, mm. yeah, but, but, and she's like, no, straight up, that's your perfect morning. And you didn't mention his name. And I was like, Shit. Oh. Okay. <laughs> like That's it's so simple. Yeah. yeah and but we, we overcomplicate we everything. Do. Yeah, we really do. So kind of going from starting your um, PT business and you got Brooke on board, eventually yes. started building up health hypes. Yeah. That kind of seems like it went from zero to 100. Or do you think that is kind of more so an outside perspective looking in? No, I think it did go from zero to 100, but I also credit a lot of that to, I am someone that, funny, we talked about the emotional side of complication. When it comes to my work, I very much do not complicate anything, which is why I feel that I was able to move so quickly. I, and it offends some people when I say this, but I don't ask a lot of questions. I'm like, what is required of me? What do I need to do? Cool, I'm going to go do that. And then what's the next thing? I, I don't I don't always look for, you know, everyone's like, look at your five-year vision. I don't mm. have a fucking five-year vision. I never have. And I don't think I ever will because even like 12 months ahead, every single thing that I've ever achieved in my life has never been planned ever. Yeah. And so I think on one hand, whether it be your health and fitness, um, financial goals, you know, for instance, we're about to buy another house, things like that. Like those make sense to plan ahead for. But for me personally, it's like, I could never have planned for anything significant that's happened in my life. So for me, it's like, I'm a fast action taker. I'm a go- like, I'm like, yep, what do I need to do? So yes, it moved very quickly, but then also I feel like there was a lot of groundwork that I did b- before prior just to the emotional stuff that it allowed me to be able to handle all of the fast moving, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like in this day and age, a lot of people are like, okay, tell me the five-step process to how to start a business. And yes, that can be all good and well, but the biggest thing is action. Just do it. Always. Ask one or two questions. If you quite literally have no idea, then just go and do the thing. It's like mm. tips to wake up early. Wake up early. Do it. Yes. We always, yes like some, like you sometimes get a DM and then asking a question, like just do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just do it. And I was thinking this in the car yesterday about people always asking to start a business. I'm like, we have the privilege of social media. Oh you my can God. start any fucking business that you want to. I say this to people all the time. I'm like, it's free. It's yeah. free, guys. You don't have to pay $10,000 to be in and the newspaper anymore. It's literally, free. Literally. <laughs> I was listening to a Stephen Bartlett podcast with Mel Robbins and he creates businesses and sells them off. Yep. And he's like, the, you know how people say when you think of a business, like Instagram name and all that comes last. Mm. He goes, the second I think of a business name, I go and create the Instagram account. Love that. He goes, I get the name, I secure it and then I go. And he's like, that is the first step I always take to starting a new business. And then it blooms from there. And then I just Mm. keep going. Mm. And I was like, so many people are like, no, Instagram like comes last. I'm like, that is your business. Oh, I said it is your website. Yep. And I have two best friends that own a physio business. And two years prior to them finishing their degree, I said, and and again, like I was, it was unsolicited advice. And I admit (laughs) that, but I was like, you guys need to start social media and you start right now, because when you graduate, you're going to have an influx. And only now they're like, we should have listened to you. I'm like, 
yeah, I, I, I know. Think, yeah. Take note for next yeah. time. I was like, I don't give them unsolicited advice anymore. <laughs> I learned, but I was like, yeah, just, just, yeah, future reference. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think like the turning point was for like health height and going from zero to a hundred? I, when I, when I think about it as a whole, it's, it was me. And I, I don't say that for a lot of businesses, but I I had unconsciously built a personal brand for two years mm-hmm. prior just by talking about my own journey. I talked about my acne journey. I talked about my my uh, intuitive eating journey. I talked about my um, disordered eating habits. And at that time, I was just genuinely doing what my therapist said and going, share mm-hmm. what you want and do what you want. And she only and needed therapeutic to, t- to a level it was. to share, like it's healing to share your journey. It was awesome it still is it's still absolutely (laughs) and and again that's why we're here now right and so it's funny because like she only needed to tell me once but I loved it so much that never felt like a chore it was something I got to do every day I connected with so many people but I didn't realize and now I know from a business perspective like I was building a brand without building a brand and I very much created my own testimonial for myself I was proving to every single person in my audience hey I can help you without actually saying it and so then when I launched my coaching I remember the day vividly and I made 10 grand in one one day and I come from a family where like scraping pennies and living week to week is still a very much a norm and so ten thousand dollars to me was like five million dollars and I literally was like I'm rich I'm never gonna have to work again like I I remember but because and I only say the the money from a perspective of it was a a, a measurement of all the work that I'd put into the years prior and so I was like oh if I can get 10 people in in my hundred dollar program like that would mean I could help 10 people. And that's $1,000. Next minute I had 100 people in and I was like, oh my God, what do I do with all these people? And so I very much was almost thrown into, I need to learn how to be a business owner or it's mm. going to go downhill from here. Um, and it very much could have as yep. well. So yeah, it was wild. Wild. Oh, that's that's so crazy. Cool. Yeah. We always speak about that and get questions like, okay, how do I start the business in terms of um, what do I sell and things like that? It's like sell yourself. Yes. It's example, Tori, you sell your journey through everything, every single day, your acne journey, how you're feeling on a day-to-day basis from where you came from to where you are now. Okay, you're about to launch something. People already know your whole journey. Similar to me, I don't post graphics on Instagram saying I'm an yeah. online coach. No, anything. you don't. I go to the gym. I always post my photo, some of my food. I always like encompass a fitness journey. So then people automatically like come to me. They're like, oh, but cool, you're I trust also you an already. embodiment of it too. Yeah. Yes. You, you pra- it it's is. like that whole idea because people can say a lot of things, but you practice, you both practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. So when people see that, they're like, oh, okay, cool. I can feel that. And then yeah. they want to, whatever you've got on offer. And it's like, none of our businesses are product-based businesses, but we are the product of mm-hmm. our business because yeah. we've lived yes. through all of what we're now teaching. Oh my God. And I say this all the time to people that want to start a business. I'm like personal brand all the way. Why do the Kardashians do so well? Yeah. Because people are buying from people. Like, why do they need to buy? How many lipstick companies are there? Yeah. Like Kim Kardashian still skill. Uh, what is it? Like it's basics. Yeah. It's undies and singlets. We can get them everywhere. But why do people buy them? Because it's her. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, in saying that, (laughs) what do you think holds people back the most? Oh, fear of judgment every day. It's like, oh, what are people going to say? And I actually did this in a caption recently, but I was like, people are so scared of what uh, people are going to say if they do start. I would be more scared of what would happen if I didn't start. And I, I really want people to hear that because it's like everyone's so worried. Oh, what's such such going to say? Whether it's your family or strangers or whatever, people will always say something, whether it's to your face or behind your back. And whether you do it or not, uh-huh. they're going to say something yep. either way. So you may as well do it. Exactly. And like, and it's so funny because, yeah, people will do it and then they're like, oh, Chloe, you were right. And I'm like, I know. It is just a case of the just do it thing again mm-hmm. because it's like exposure. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Yeah. It's also... When you start something, people can talk about you in all the ways, um, be like, oh, you're not going to make it, all mm-hmm. the things. Then when you do make it, they're like, oh, how do you do that? 
It's like every single time. Every single time. Yeah. You're always going to get judgment at the very start, no matter yes. who it's from. You're going to get people downplaying you. Also, a projection on themselves because they're not starting the business. They're not doing the thing that they want you to do. So mm. we're in Australia. They bring you down. What's new? And then you make it. And they're like, oh, how'd you do that? And then you're like, I literally just did it and yeah. didn't care about anyone. Yeah. 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 So in saying that, obviously, social media is a huge part of all three of our businesses yeah. and we're, like to why we are where we are. I love it. Um. <laughs> But diving into like how you started showing up as your authentic self, like mm. what, obviously, you know, your therapist started saying share your journey and, yeah. and share that. But what do you feel like, I don't know how to word it, but like, how do you feel like you went into that? Mm. Like initially to then obviously now literally posting whatever the fuck you want. I literally posted whatever the fuck I wanted from the start. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, when people are like, oh, I'm so embarrassed because I don't have a videographer. I'm like, if you want to be embarrassed, scroll down five years ago, down my feet, you'll be embarrassed for me. Same as me. <laughs> awful, yeah. awful. Well, like, I don't have that because someone took my Instagram. Oh, so, so true. Yeah. But like, I'm talking like a 10 minute fucking video. <laughs> before there was reels you know when you only had to post it like in a post yes and it was like yeah. it was like landscape and it was so slow and it had like an iMovie song and it was awful it was awful but, but like if I you wouldn't do that you wouldn't be doing exactly what you're doing now. exactly example with me if you go all the way back to my fitness videos at start this is only like I'm gonna say two two and a half Literally, years ago yeah. yeah Bulgarians holding onto a plate not a dumbbell not a kettlebell <laughs> a plate so I'm telling you, know you what what good for the grip exactly. <laughs> I might so give up you have to start somewhere you grow yes. and no one cares where you're starting from because those people are going to meet you where you're at as well because there's also other people who are beginners on Instagram mm -hmm. and in their fitness journey as well so yes. they actually look up to you from that aspect and yes. then as you grow you have people who grow with you mm -hmm. one thing I said to a client recently which I think it, by the sound of it has been helped for all of us is I never tried to be someone with 10,000 followers, let alone 2 million. I was just mm -hmm. exactly that. I'm like, I'm just starting where I am. So it's like, if you can just start where you are posting, where you're at, you don't have to be, and, and this is my thing. I'm like, you don't have to be anyone, be yourself. Stop trying to be someone else. Stop pretending that you live another life. Mm -hmm. Just live your own and the right people are going to come to you that you desire to help or sell to or whatever it may mm -hmm. be that you decide to do. I had a um, question the other day when I was doing my YouTube Q&A and someone was like, when did you feel like you had built a community on Instagram? Mm -hmm. And I was like, honestly, at like one or 2,000 followers. Yeah. Because when my Instagram got hacked, when I had 500 followers, I still showed up as if I had 10K. Yes. I still showed up as if I had this massive audience who that would relate to because I once did. But if you can show up as if you're speaking to 100 people, yeah. people are going to feel like they're being spoken to uh -huh. rather than just yeah. being like, oh, like I'll just kind of say a few things. I'm like, no, I'm fucking speaking to a crowd of 10,000 people right now. Yep. Or and people like, oh, only 40 people viewed my reel. I'm like, get 40 people in a room. How many people is that? Yeah. Still a lot of, I think that 500 people, that's a fucking lot of people, <laughs> yeah. man. But people are like, oh, only 30 people. And my mom liked my post. That's great. That's 30 people. Mm. Yeah. That's the start. You can sell to 30 people. Exactly. You can make money off 30 people that, if that's yeah. what you desire to do. Obviously. What I always see you say is you do not need followers no. to make an impact. You can have literally 1,000 followers and make way more money mm -hmm. than someone with 50K. Oh my God. Easily. Well, I you know. just look at like the top business, you know, coaches in Australia at the moment. They don't have no. millions of or hundreds of thousands of followers even. Not even. Not even. Yep. And they're making bulk. Yep. And it just doesn't come down to no. how many followers you have. And for as long as you're saying that that's what it is, yeah. then you won't no. move forward. No, because that. it's an excuse at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, well, if I've only got X and I don't have to do anything. And it's like, but what if you looked at it like an opportunity rather than hurdle? Yeah. Literally. Period. Period. <laughs> okay, so kind of still going into confidence. Yeah. What are your biggest tips 
for confidence, do you think? Especially for younger girls who are roughly in their 20s. Yeah. It can be such a hard thing to build up, especially as you're finding yourself. Mm. Because you've gone from like school where everyone's the same, you're taught the same thing, you're almost taught to be like, Robots. Robots, right? <laughs> then you go to you're not university. allowed to express yourself. Yeah, no. I always say, and Tori and I speak about this, from 18 to 21, we changed a little bit, but 21 to 23, mm. holy shit, I'm a whole different oh person. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think are the biggest tips to help confidence? It's, it's again, it's it's hard because it's actually very, very simple. Make a promise to yourself and keep it every single day, no matter what it mm. is. And this is this whole idea that I actually say, like, integrity is the foundation of confidence because the reason that people aren't confident is because they don't trust themselves. And the way that I like to look at it is if you promised your best friend that you're going to be there at 6am and you rocked up at 9am, she's probably going to be really pissed at you. But if you say to yourself, I'm going to wake up at 6am and then you wake up at 9am, you're not pissed at yourself. You're just making an excuse. But either or, I'm probably not going to trust that my friend's going to rock up at my house again if she does it multiple days in a row, right? There's a lack of trust between me and that person. People don't look at their relationship with themselves enough, like a almost like a, it sounds a bit silly but like a two-person thing mm. it's like I need to be honest with myself like I'm another person I need to be truthful with myself like I'm another person so m- majority of the time when people tell me they lack confidence it's because it's basic it's the everyday life stuff or oh, I was going to wake up with my alarm and I didn't I told my boyfriend I was going to have a hard, I was told my friends I was going to have a hard conversation with my partner and I didn't I said that I was going to start the business and I didn't I said you know it's all the small stuff but we forget the small stuff is the stuff that compounds mm-hmm. over time and so the thing is people expect this like confidence to come from again with women it's the makeup it's the fake boobs it's the hair it's the botox and as a disclaimer i don't think that there's anything wrong with those things if it comes from a desire that you actually just want to do them i believe that as a woman you can do whatever the hell it is that you want to do but nine times out of ten people do all of those external things because they think oh yeah it'll change me i'll feel better and every single client that i've ever had that's had a boob job that's had certain external things done it's like why do i still hate myself and i'm like yeah because you haven't worked on the internal stuff Mm -hmm. every single time i have that conversation with women on the weekly like yes. all the time and it's also I was like driving the car yes and I was like okay let's say you're in a full-time nine-to-five job you have someone telling you what to do every single day no matter how unmotivated you are no matter how much you don't want to do it whatever mm. mood you're in mm. you still have to do those tasks mm. when you get home why are you still not doing what you said you're going to do you listen to your boss but you're not going to listen to yourself yes but if anything yourself is way more important to listen to Absolutely. and you're just proving to yourself that you fail each time yes and it's like when you get to that point where you're like fuck I'm actually not going through with these things then scale it back and it's like well fuck do I make my bed every morning Mm -hmm. do I get up Mm -hmm. and do my skincare properly every morning like scale it back that small to then build yes yeah because people always jump to level 100 yeah Mm -hmm. it's like if you genuinely and there's plenty of when it's one thing I uh, used to say and I still do it's like majority of women's roman empire is to lose weight Mm-hmm. Yeah. and so it's like this why people that want to lose weight they're like oh cool how can I lose it the fastest it's like okay let's look at it again a marathon not a sprint it's exactly the same strip it back and that's why it makes sense that the most disciplined people are usually the most confident they're people that can set in boundaries they're people that can say no they're people that can stand up for themselves and I think that's another piece to the confidence part as well I feel very comfortable to have extremely hard conversations in my life with my friends with my partner with my own family and as much as it's extremely hard this is the thing where people think about confidence it's like oh I'm just gonna wake up one day and it's like this magic mm. dress that I put on no 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 no. it's created through the things that you do so the first three times I had a hard conversation oh my god I was like sweating I'm like shaking whereas now I can have one it's not a problem the first time we're not a 
podcast. Oh, I was freaking panicking. Now I'm chilling. Yeah. So it's just, you've got to, it's like you do the reps to get the confidence. And, and it's the fast paced society we live in tells us we can have it now. It's yeah. just validation from yourself at the end of the day. Hang on. Proving to yourself that you can actually mm-hmm. do something yep. and that there's not really any consequences in no. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I would love to touch on, because I know you speak about it a lot, but in terms of, again, like staying on the root of social media, but one, letting go of the fear of judgment, but two, getting those nasty comments that <laughs> you seem to get sometimes. We got a couple and this I love when I should you read them out. You should. <laughs> I love when you address them with such like passion and power because mm. it like at no point is that comment ever going to stop you. No. I, I had to wait till I got to a point to address them because I, I will be honest and people think that I'm like some bulletproof human. Sometimes it freaking hurts. Mm. I'm not going to lie. That, that I have been told some things and said some things and it's always, it's actually nine times out of 10 always men, which is quite interesting. But two, it's like, it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt, but it is, again, it's like an exposure thing. I actually just had to be willing to hold all of the, like I have received some of the stuff that would make most people want to go and hide and never show their face again, if, if I'm really honest. And that's not me downplaying it whatsoever. And so there's a level where it's like, I, again, it's like, oh, I'm holding the discomfort right now, but I know it's going to get better. Like there was like four that popped up this morning and I actually had a giggle because I was like, oh my God, if this happened even a year ago, I would have been like so upset. I would have like cried to Corey. Like I would have mm-hmm. said something like, oh my God, what is even the point? No one's getting this, whatever. But I actually did a post recently where I did a comparison of like one slide was all the hate comments but the next slide was all the positive Mm. comments and I just like to look at it like even though I do get a fair bit of hate I also get far more positivity and to me it's like but what about all the people that are are inspired and moved by what I create they wouldn't be if I didn't show up anyway and And they're like they're having their own transformational journey because of you too yes yeah a thousand percent and yeah like I said it's never easy and it's awful like I genuinely don't like keep it to yourself in my opinion I've never looked at anybody's page and if I've disliked something I've never thought let me just literally unleash unleash my wrath on you like (laughs) I've had literally paragraphs I've had dms I have had like people just get on and start commenting on every single post and I laugh because I'm like oh you must have had such a bad day that I've just ticked you a little bit and you've gone, no, 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 no. Or they just have all this fucking free time. Oh my God, honestly, oh, what like, are you doing with your life? go fucking launch a business. Yeah, do I, run a marathon for fuck's sake. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh. what could you do with your life? Yeah, but and that's Crazy. the thing. And, and people, and I've said this, that also got a bit of hate, but I was like, it's only people that are ever below you that have something to say. And I genuinely yeah. do not, I don't believe in a sense that anyone is lower than you. I, I believe that everybody deserves to have all the opportunity and all the growth. I genuinely do. But it's always people that yet yeah, either don't have a business that's just decide that I can't be a good business owner it's people that say you know that aren't in relationships that will criticize mine and Corey's relationship it's people that have no idea who I am that just don't. <laughs> she Here just she just thought of something <laughs> there's been three in the last week where people have asked if I need to go um get checked for having a stroke because my face when I talk is funny but can you imagine but this is this is the power though of working on yourself because I literally reply and I'm like no that's literally just my face and like because I'm like oh like imagine being so bored that you're like oh I should tell this chick that she needs to go check for having a stroke if I was having a stroke I'd be in the fucking hospital (laughs) yeah someone was like oh there's a thing called um Bell's palsy and it's it's, um Angelina Jolie had it's like when half of your face gets paralyzed yeah it's that someone was like babe exclamation mark I think you need to go get checked for Bell's palsy either side of you. And I'm like, I genuinely like zoomed in on my face when I was watching the video because I'm like, okay, like what does she mean by this? And I'm like, I don't see it. Oh my Like, and I'm a pretty honest human. Like if people say stuff, I'm like, I can cop shit. I'm like, you know, if that's true, I could see where you're coming from. I'm like, I don't get it. (laughs) 
And it's like, because you can get the comments where it's like, they are literally projecting on you because yeah. they haven't got to a level that you are. But no. then there's comments like that where you're like, you are actually a, a low level human yeah. to yeah. be posting oh. shit like that on someone else's. Yeah. Like, I could just never. Or like, the, yeah, and I don't know if you've ever got this, but I've had the acne one. I've had the, I get a lot that I'm an attention seeker and things like that too. And I'm, I've had it my whole life. And I think that's the thing. It's probably quote unquote easier for me because I've been criticized for the way that I am my entire life. Mm. And that's not me playing victim to it, but mm. teachers at school, Oh, can you just be a little bit less excited? You know, when you're seven, that's so. Oh. That doesn't feel and, nice. Oh, you know, I've had in the past year, like multiple people say actually that my view on life is too optimistic, and I need to be oh, yeah. more realistic. It's like I'm like, sorry, yeah, like sorry, so sorry, you pessimist. I'm gonna go live <laughs> over here in the rainbows and unicorn land. You can sit over there, absolutely. absolutely. Like, look where the unicorns and rainbow land has got me, and look where you are. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But it's also it's just like, or oh, you just told me that you're an extremely negative person. You yeah. didn't really have to open your mouth. Yeah. And it's also like, I'm so sorry that being happy pisses you off. Yeah, like, that, honestly, I got to a point where I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I've also you had can't, you can't help. No. Them. Those same people say like, oh, I kind of wish I could view the world from your eyes. So it's coming from it's a, a place of like. I want to be like you, but I I'm can't. Do so I'm just going to tell you anyways yeah. that you're yeah. just unrealistic. But it's the human way. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, I can't. I, I either want to be like you and I don't want to admit that to myself. Yeah. I would ever. So let me just tear you down instead because that's the easy. And it is. It's the easier option. I'm like, hating is easier. Pessimism is easier. Because yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I've met. And to be fair, like putting it out there, we live in Australia. We're one of the most privileged people in, in the world. However, mm. it, I have not met one person in life that hasn't gone through the shit of their own. And I actually laugh when people are like, oh, you just don't know what it's like how would you know mm. how would you know have that you i heard my story yeah from like literally day one to now yeah and no. there's plenty of things i don't share on the internet that i don't need to though because i don't play victim to my own story yeah. what would playing victim to your own how does that get you anywhere mm. i can sit in the corner and have a sook about the, all the things that happened when i was a child but then i'd still be sitting in the corner as an adult having a sook and that doesn't benefit me mm -hmm. and i think yeah some people but people it's like it's addicting though you know like positive energy is addicting yeah. so is negativity oh, and i think it's I, I would argue it's more addicting it's why people love drama it's why they love hate yeah. yeah. So going from like, we kind of spoke about outside opinions and things like that. Yeah. How about if close friends and family, people's opinions who you value mm -hmm. and you they kind of bring that up and be like, oh, I don't think you should do this. Or maybe I get you this are a little bit from quiet, people. like you should dull down a little bit. So people that you actually value their opinion, how do you go about that? Because you can block out outside noise at the end of the day. You're like, yeah. I don't know you, know you, but it's the people around you yeah, that I can get hard. I think I have a little bit of a different story because my whole life, the people that were telling me these things were people that were close to me. You, yeah. So I think like small things like, and, and it was, it was a lot of my family, even small things, my pop, you know, even as an adult, he's like, oh, shut up. You talk too much. You talk like as an adult, I'm like, ha ha. Yeah, that's hilarious. But as a little, like I said, as a little girl, it's kind of painful. Mm -hmm. So I suppose if you are someone that is worried about, you know, other people judging you in your family, people will always judge what they don't understand. And that's the biggest thing that I have to say. It's people often are actually coming from a place of, love and that was the biggest thing that switched it for me it's like how can I have the most generous interpretation that like for instance my mum when I started my business oh but what if you go bankrupt what if you don't have enough money whatever and I did listen to her and then I'm like my mum doesn't own a business we mm -hmm. love my mum's worked a nine to five her entire life I love that for her but she doesn't know what it's like to run a business so of course she's gonna have those opinions so the way that I really leaned in was like oh she's coming from a place of love and care for me Protection. she she actually doesn't understand I can love her for that while still standing in my own two feet and I yeah. think I think that does get easier as you get older because uh, and for instance like getting older has allowed me to have better boundaries have larger standards have things like that for sure but it again I think it is just a time thing you almost need to listen to your family or your friends to start with to then regret listening to 
to them mm. and then go, shit, I shouldn't have done that. You know, and a perfect example of this is I had a reel that had 500 plus hate comments on it. And in the end, yeah, like I counted, that's how bad it was. And, and that's how affected I was where I turned the comments off. But afterwards I said, I wish I didn't turn the comments off. Because, and again, from a, from a brand and business perspective, I gained like 5,000 followers from the one reel, right? And I go, that's 5,000 people that that were impacted by that reel that could have bought in, that could have could have had changed lives, that could have started businesses, that could have started brands. But I went, oh, made it about me and turned it off. So I had to do those things though in, and listen to my mum and, and waited to quit F45 before I went in full-time and things like that to learn different. And so I think sometimes it's important to acknowledge that you're a human and you, you're supposed to care. Yeah. what your family thinks. And like, that's how we're brought up to it's how we're wired. value and take on every word that, you know, your yes. parents or siblings say Because to you. we're hardwired to be accepted because acceptance means safety. If I'm accepted and I, then I'm safe and I'm at no risk of any quote-unquote threat. Obviously, don't, we don't live in a world that's a threat anymore, yeah. necessarily in some places anyway. But, for yeah, so I think the biggest thing is it's like, again, it's it's you really leaning to what, it, what, what do I want to do and why do I want to do it? And something that I get clients to do is say, okay, well, what is the worst thing that every single person I love could say about me? Write it down on a piece of paper. If I already know what it is that they could say about me and I can accept it, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm, And it it may not be true because it's a projection. Like you might think that they're saying these things, but they might not. But either or, it's like, if I can be prepared for it, then why does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Absolutely. Mm. All right. Let's do a little bit of a pivot now. Going into your fitness journey. So Chloe owns a business called Health Hyped, which is basically helping so many young women or even old women for that fact, go through their fitness journey. You've obviously gone through one yourself. Mm -hmm. How would you kind of describe five years ago in comparison to now? What's been the biggest change? Oh my God. Five years ago. She's like, like, oh my God. Five years ago, I couldn't eat sauce. Five years ago, I was scared of calories, um, carbs, sugar, everything under the sun. But I acknowledge now that was my way of coping. People have coping mechanisms in life, whether it's overeating, undereating, uh, alcoholism, anything like that. But for me, it was, ah, food. I can control something in my life. It's what I put in my mouth. So I was a chronic double exerciser, like twice a day, undereating. Um, but again, it, it kind of lined up with me going to therapy where the more I started taking care of myself on an emotional level, where I was like starting to, again, going to TAFE, doing the things that I actually wanted to do, the more I was like, it highlighted all the other areas that I wasn't taking care of myself. And I had for so many years been so comfortable with no period, with mm. lack of, like, I just thought that feeling sick all the time and no energy was just normal. And that's part, partially society too, because I was praised all the time for being so skinny with big yeah. boobs. Yeah. It's just genetically how I'm built. But mm. everyone, oh my God. So it, it fed my addiction to tracking calories. It fed my addiction to, like, if I think about it, I was eating something ridiculous. Like, mm. I don't even probably want to say it now because it's awful, but it was really, really bad. And so uh, along that journey, I actually gained 14 kilos and it was extremely uncomfortable, but there's absolutely zero regrets in any of that. So I went through this period of being extremely underweight to then learning to intuitively eat. And that was with the psychologist, but it was also with the dietitian that I hired as well. So that was me choosing to take some outside help mm-hmm. and, and really leaning into what it looks like to just feel like safe around food. Like I love food. I'm such a foodie. My dad and my stepdad are both chefs. I grew up in a house where food wow. is just, it's a thing, you know, we yeah. love it. And I couldn't believe that I deprived myself of it. So there was times when I, I really had to binge and I was eating multiple blocks of chocolate a day and it was awful. And I felt so uncomfortable, but I'm in a position in my life now where I could be around any food in the entire 
entire world. And if I wanted to eat it, I would. And I could stop when I was full. And I don't think people understand the power even in that. Yep, How many people overeat? You know, it's small things. I used to give clients examples of cheese platters. Majority of people see a cheese platter, they cannot. And I don't even want to say it's self-control because I believe that you can, you can have whatever it is that you want to have, whether you have a goal or you don't. But people really get to a point where it's so addicting that they can't even stop. And so I think that was a really source of my confidence as well, where I'm like, I feel so confident now being 14 kilos heavier. And it was like, if anyone's put on a significant amount of weight, like it all went to my face. So I was just mm-hmm. so puffy. I was so- See what un- I mean by we had this? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, it literally was. And it's like so uncomfortable. None of my clothes fit. People made comments, whatever. But after I came out the other side, I was like, oh, the fact that I really don't care right now if I have a box gap or a six pack and I'm just, I'm just care how much and how confident I feel in myself, that I cannot explain what that feels like until you get there. People don't understand that your fitness journey honestly has nothing to do with how you no. look. That is just a byproduct of the work you put in Thousand internally. Percent. You have to be confident in yourself. Yes. Then everything's going to fall along um, in place after that. If that's gaining weight, losing weight, whatever it may be. Yes. But your self-control around food, your relationship with food and even working out at that point, that is what matters the most. But most of the time you'd get this as well. People come to you like, I want to lose six kilos in six weeks. You're like, okay, why do you want to lose that weight? All you have to go yeah. like really strip it back to the reasoning. Then you work on that. And then they don't even think about losing mm. weight. They think about, okay, am I actually eating enough today? Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, oh, sorry. <clears throat> sorry. Currently my cousin reached out and she's in like the exact position that I was in five years ago. She's like, what the actual fuck do I do? I've had people yeah. tell me to just eat less, train more cardio. And I was like, oh, I just want to like go to that person. But yeah. I had a one-on-one call with her for about an hour going through how she's feeling. She's like, I'm at a point where like, I'm so unhappy. I won't even laugh at a funny joke. I don't like, I'll smile once a week. Like she's genuinely such, and I wanted to cry because yeah. I was like, oh, well, I get it. Yeah. But I was like, okay, so you, I know you want to lose weight and I know that, you know, there's a number that you want to get to, but I'm like, it's not about that. No. I'm like, how do you want to feel when you get to this said goal? She was like, happy. I'm like, so is losing five kilos or getting to whatever number on the scale going to make you happy? No. It's about how you feel in your body. So I've literally written out a full six-page document on coming up with like a plan. And it's not about, you know, she's currently doing two K steps a day. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to make you do 10. Mm. Let's aim for five. Five, yeah. That's a challenge. That's a challenge for you. Yeah. And so it's like these tiny little goals. She's like, I have no self-discipline. I have no, I don't challenge myself. Mm. I'm like, cool. So we're going to get up every day and have a cold shower. Because that is going, she's like, I don't have any like like grit. grit. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I don't have any grit. I'm like that. Okay. Put everything aside. Let's have a cold shower. That's all I want you to do. And I think people get really wrapped up in like, because social media has done that where like, I'm someone, I can sit in an ice bath for 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. I've, but again, if you look at the track record of my life, I'm someone that's had to have a lot of mental resilience Mm -hmm. since I was four years old right? Mm-hmm. If you are somebody that's never been through, and this is not a criticism, anything hard, you're probably not going to be able to outrun me or sit in an ice bath for 10 minutes, but yep. you're not supposed to. It's meeting yep. yourself where you're at. Like you say, cool. If I have nothing that challenges me, it's going to be waking up half an hour earlier. Yeah. yeah. Eating a food that scares me. Yeah, Jumping in the shower, wearing a clothing that's a little bit out, like whatever it may be that challenges you, that's the most important thing because the only way that you're going to get more mental resilient, have that extra grit is by doing the thing. Mm -hmm. I have this conversation with my family all the time because we say that I was brought up 
differently somehow to my two younger sisters and mm. I think it was had everything to do with my like dad's business the way they were parenting and all those things and the stage they were at in their lives because I have the mental discipline the mental grit and my two younger sisters don't and being able to see the difference there it's like my dad literally says like they haven't been through anything hard you've gone through a few things in your life that have challenged you in a different way and that you've really had to step up and be alone for whereas they haven't gone through that and you can see the difference and it's not necessarily a bad thing at no, all it's not. like it's okay if you can sit there and be like nothing has bad has happened to me maybe this one little thing but that's it and you're actually fine like, that's incredible. I'm happy for you yeah, so like, yeah. that <laughs> like, that's a good thing and if anything yeah. my life has been absolutely incredible too so there's nothing I've really badly gone through but it's still okay don't need to use childhood trauma in a way to build no. myself up no. I can just actually start to implement sorry little things along the way to build up my discipline as yes. well mm. and it gets to be in the small everyday habits as well and that's the thing it's like yeah you're not supposed to you cannot comprehend something that you haven't been through and you're not supposed to Mm -hmm. so rather than like yeah being like oh I should have tried this or like let's just not do that self-shame thing and just go like okay cool if I want to be better at x y or z what do I need to do in order to get there and again it sounds so simple it's because it is it's not easy but it's simple and it used to frustrate me so fucking much at the start of my journey when you'd hear people be like start with the making your bed every day and you'd be like that's not going to help me lose five kilos But it fucking actually will. Yes. One thing that I love about my partner is no matter where we are in the world, no matter what time He'll of day it is, bed. the minute that I am out, because I'm always out last, he gives me a hundred kisses on the head. He's always like, all right, get out. I need to make the bed. Like he yep. will not leave the bedroom until the bed is made. But he is one of the most disciplined humans I know. Isn't yep. it funny? Yeah. Yep. And it's it just so like people don't get it until no. they've been through it. No. And they're like, fuck, like I started by yeah. making my bed every yes. day and doing that for myself. And the reason that it's so important is because I am of the utmost belief that how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm, yes. And the way that this really unfolded in my life was I got to a point where my health and fitness was pretty good. I was really, really solid in how I felt about my body and myself. My business was, I had just hired Brooke. So I was like, oh my God, look at me go. Like I'm so, so cool. Um, and then there was a bunch of other things that felt really solid, but I couldn't work out why all the guys I was dating were just really trash in all honesty. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, because you have standards in all the other areas of your life, but you've got below ground level standards yep. for men. And so when I really looked at that and I was like, that's the work that needs to be done and I need to change that. Isn't it funny that I met my partner and then everything started to raise from there? Yeah. Love that you say that because we're going straight into oh, relationships. I was going to say, how Segway. did you start to build standards to get to that point? So it's easy to be like, okay, oh, yeah. yep, I was didn't have any standards, then I had them and I met Corey. Yeah. What did you implement? And I think because you'd built so many standards for yourself, business, yes. fitness, health, it's like now I have to build a standard for someone else to come in and meet that, whereas like you're so used to just doing it for yourself. Yeah. People look at our relationship now like it is the bee's knees and it fucking is, but it was the hardest shit I've ever been through in my life. Like I will say that I had no, and again, not playing a pity party just to give you an overall picture, no idea of what a healthy relationship looked like at all. I had probably Disney movies was the closest thing that I thought was a relationship. I had no idea what a healthy masculine looked like. I had no idea of anything. So I was just going in blind. So it's it's giving like toddler energy. I was like, I'm just going to see what happens. It's giving what I'm going through right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I had nothing. And so for me, it was really like men scared the shit out of me or the only relationships that I was comfortable in was with men that treated me like crap. Like it was it. I'm like, you treat me like crap. Mm. Oh my God. I love you. This is amazing. You hate me. Oh my God. I love (laughs) you even more now. You you ghosting me. I'm just going to come back again. Like it was really 
really and I'm only saying that for the people that are doing that like it's you're not alone you're not alone and so it really just did start in the small things of like I had all the dating apps and I realized in the afternoon I would just go on the dating apps to like scroll and I'm like okay well would my future partner would he be sitting there in the afternoon scrolling on dating apps or what would he be doing and so it started with me just not doing that anymore it started with me actually sitting down and going like what do I want in a partner really like I never really even asked myself that question like I would I would like throw off the basic shit oh family oriented Mm. goes to the gym like oh no that's not a real answer like what are their values and something that I I think I'm very grateful for Corey was he came in almost a little I want to say intense it's not but he knew exactly to the T what he wanted so if Mm. I wasn't it he would happily flicked me and that's Mm. really and then I'm like that almost scared me a little bit because he had such high standards and he is seven years older than me so he's in that little bit of that high age bracket too where he was like not fucking around but for me I was a little bit unsure so I would argue that I didn't go into it being super confident I, I, I went into it honest I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And it was a scare. But again, it's the, it was the self-integrity and the honesty of going, I don't know who I am really. And I don't know what I'm doing, but I do desire to be a better person. And one thing I said to him at the beginning, when we first started going on dates and we started to get into conversations, I was like, I'm going to be honest. I've still got a truckload of daddy issues to work through. I don't expect you to fix those, but I I need you to hold my hand while I work through them. Because Mm -hmm. there's a level where you can do so much work on your own. And I would argue that I had, I'd been to therapy. I've had lots of coaches. I really do. And I still, to this day, take it very, very seriously. But nothing is going to prepare you for being in a relationship like being in a relationship you can't emulate that in anything else yeah Why you am may- I getting emotional <laughs> oh, oh. you know you can emulate that with your friendships like you know Tori and I could have really strong ass standards and she could do something and I could be like hey I don't like when you do that but ultimately that's not the same as when you're in a relationship with someone romantically mm. at all and so I, I do credit a lot of uh, the relationship success to him at the beginning because I reckon I probably would have run away at the start because he was just so like well, why do you do those things? Well, why do you say those things? And I'm like, I'm used to guys like running away from me and being yeah. like, whereas he was just so just to the question point. It and oh my like, God, and yeah. I loved it. And that's that's a credit to him doing his own work. So I think in that as well, it's like, okay, cool. If you are wanting a relationship and you're wanting to raise the standards, first of all, it's raising the standards for yourself in every single area of your life. If you want your boyfriend to buy you gifts and take you out and do these things, well, you need to do that for yourself first. Mm-hmm. If you want to, like even small things, something I say to clients as well as like, you know, a love language, like what's your love language? How can you give that to yourself? You're desiring it from other people. And yes, it's different, but I think it still works because it's like if I go ahead and give myself all the things that I desire in a relationship, then I actually know what that looks like when somebody comes in. I know what that looks like when they're not lying to me. And prior to my relationship with him, I didn't know what that looked like because everybody said all the right things, but their actions didn't align. And mm-hmm, I've got yeah. some fucking hilarious ex stories as well. So yeah. it's, Wow, I yeah. would be keen I, to hear them because <laughs> I have some too. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I can relate so much with like, writing down what you value and well, yeah. what you want in a person because I remember same thing split up with my ex when I was 18 went through the hardest period of my life why do we have the same life story uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're like the same person different bodies yeah um and I just never knew what I wanted I was attracting guys because I wanted them yeah and so I was chasing them and then they were just filling this void yeah. of me not trying to love myself and learn to do that. Yes. And the second that I had this one guy from high school who was just there, like constantly supporting me, constantly lifting me up. But I didn't, I, w- I loved him as a person, but I wasn't in love so, with yeah. him. I loved the way that he treated me and made me feel, but yeah. I didn't feel that for myself. Yeah. And all my friends were like, you're dragging him along because you have no intention and you're just doing yeah. him a dis- disservice. And I was like, you're right. So I was like, I need to let him go and I need to work on this. And I kid you not, I sat in my auntie's bedroom when I was living there and I wrote down what I wanted in a guy. Yeah. Like a full list. 
I think a week later, Jackson came into the picture. That's yeah. crazy. Because I finally just surrendered and I was like, if I don't figure out what I want, if I don't give back to myself, that person's not going to come. Mm-hmm. And I look back and I kind of think, uh, one part of me is like, he came into my life a little bit too soon. But then I'm like, I felt the same. Yeah. But then with even what you said about Corey, how he, you know, you were admitted you had issues that you wanted him to be a part of and help, but not take the, cr- not, yeah. um, what's the word? Like, not fix, lead you, basically. not fix yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I, you can't, I think as women, we're encouraged to believe we can fix people. Yeah. Mm. It's like, why do we love a damsel in distress? Mode? I'll save you. Yeah. No, you won't. You know? And it's like, Jackson, literally, I owe him my life because I would not be here in the health and the way mm. that I am if it wasn't for him. Yeah. So obviously it all happened for a reason, but he healed shit he never broke. And he was just the person that guided me through that. Yeah. So I think it's like, it always comes back to you, but it's also allowing yourself to have someone help you along that journey. Yeah. And, and that was probably do it all. a thousand percent. And that was one of my biggest lessons because I had the inability to rely on any male. Corey's been the first man that I've ever trusted in my entire life. And probably I could count on one hand how many men, it's probably two people that I actually fully could go like, I would trust you with my entire life. And looking at that, I'm like, that's scary. Mm. That's really scary. And I think this this whole idea that when you meet your soulmate or whatever you want to call it, because I don't really believe in those. I feel like I've been so many different versions of myself in this life mm. already that I feel like, we, yeah, I, don't, I just don't believe in that. But either or, it's like, yeah, you get to a point in life where you're going to have to be open in order to receive help because you can't do it all on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's fine. You're not supposed to know how to do it all on your own. And having someone there is going to allow you to get to that point. And that was like surrendering, if you will, because that's a really big conversation at the moment, is but one of my biggest integrations Mm. in my relationship too, for sure. I think the biggest thing with relationships as well, and especially in your 20s, like you kind of were touching on before, when you're not confident, you kind of go for that person. Mm -hmm. You will do anything to make them stay, even if that means making you uncomfortable and not happy. Then like, for example, we went to Europe last year. There was a huge transition in my life. You went to America, huge transition in your life. Came home a completely different person. And it's almost like, okay, I'm finally so confident in myself. And it's also not about not needing anyone. You can still be super independent while still having that person to support your life. But then it's also acknowledging, okay, I actually don't need that person. Mm -hmm. I can be whoever I want by myself. And I think as soon as that light bulb clicks in your head, that is when you can either leave an unhealthy relationship or enter a new really healthy relationship where you can both uplift each other a thousand percent and one thing that Corey and I say all the time is like we would actually be fine if we broke up it would be fucking awful like I would be distraught at the same time but like I know I'm good I'm solid and that's the thing it's like it's so because the highest frequency of any relationship is choice I choose to be with you through the hard shit through the good shit through everything in the middle I'm choosing this because it's like why do people at the top like and by the top I mean like let's say they're really successful they have a lot of money they're doing all their thing right why do they often cheat Mm. Because they're not choosing. Mm. They're not choosing. They're like, oh, I have all this choice now. And I'm like, I would argue that it's actually harder to choose. Mm. Yeah. Because it's when you're confident and independent, it's easy to walk away. It's like, I don't need you. Yeah, that's I'm good. True. I'm solid. And there's been times where I have genuinely thought that and I have genuinely felt that where I'm like, is this even what I want? I also know that that's normal too. Mm. I think we're sold this lie of like, when you meet your person, it's going to be like happy, go lucky, whatever. No, the first six months of our relationship was... Not hard, but it was difficult. It was a really big transition. We we were because you're learning about literally the ins and outs of somebody else, mm-hmm. and I think like radical honesty is something that's so underrated. It's like if you can put all your cards out on the table in the beginning, 
it's a lot easier to deal with so all this shit at the beginning. Easier. And don't get me wrong, I've been in plenty of relationships where like I had a cage over my heart. I was like, I'm just going to let you see a little bit, but not the whole thing. But if you can do that from the beginning, it makes it so much easier because it's like, not that there's no surprises, but you can also embrace every new version and, and this growth that comes with somebody else because something that Corey also says too is like he believes that a relationship is a commitment to a ceremony a ceremony where there's a, a space for someone to grow and evolve as many times as they like and if mm. you don't want to be part of that see you later yeah. and I and I fucking love that it scares a lot of people because mm-hmm. it's like well yeah you have the there's you're going to be rejected potentially yeah that's life and I think like I know you'll be able to relate to this but we probably thought in our head that we had to heal ourselves to be in a position we are now before we'd meet our person. Mm. Whereas we wouldn't be part of the person we are without Corey or Jackson. And I think for you now, like obviously being single, it's like you're going to do so much self-development work and healing, but then you'll find someone who will help you do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard. You almost need to have that person to prove to you that your past relationship isn't, let's say like everything you need or normal for say, but then it's also not, making them the person to fix everything inside you it is that hard balance as well and I think that's something I'm not struggling with at the moment but it's like okay I don't need to go looking and find someone for them to heal that keep healing myself then someone will walk into my life and continue to grow Mm. with that yes because a person like your relationship is a perfect position for you to be mirrored everything that you have not sorted out my god I'm like I'm so solid next minute I'm like no I'm not (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's it's it's empowering it's so empowering yeah I just, one of my, the things that my mum's always said is like, well, she was, she's been in four different marriages. Yep. She is the depiction of like an independent woman. And she will always be like, I never need, I never need a man in my life. I want someone to do yes. life with. Yep. And I think that's so powerful. But then I also have the same things where you question because I've only ever seen, you know, both my dad's been in three different marriages. My mum's been in four. So I've only ever known it to like work for so long and then something comes along and fucks it up. So mm. in my head, I constantly look for that thing yes. to fuck it up. And then I potentially fuck it up myself. Yeah. Because I'm, protect, yeah, I'm protecting myself from them doing it. So I'll just do it myself. And then it's like, well, well if, if you do it yourself, then you get to prove, I know, I know. Yeah, and I, I get to it was save myself happen. first. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will if, if, if I can prove it, then I'm right so I can walk away first. Mm-hmm. And it's so – like that is so deep because I know that everything that that comes from is from my parents and watching their marriage yeah. where it's like my – Love life doesn't have to look like that. No. And I get to choose differently. I think it's just being self-aware as well. And which you absolutely are. And you are so honest with Jackson as well. It's like, this is coming up for me because of X, Y, Z. So I good. know, letting you know, still sucks. I'm still struggling with it. But this is what's happening for me. I just want to say yesterday, I haven't actually told you about this yet. Oh. But yesterday. <laughs> we was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, it was like a moment of. And I like spoke about it on my YouTube because someone on my um, YouTube was like, do you, or do you get triggered by living with a bodybuilder and being besties? And I was like, for sure. Like shit comes up around, you know, she's in a season of her life where she's fully grinding calories, carbs, um, tracking, gymming when she doesn't feel like it. And then I'm on the other end of the spectrum being like, I'm listening to my body. Intuitive. Yeah, I love that. Um, So there was a thing that came up for me around like, she's, and this is so a place of like, my old self being like, I want to be skinny and fit as a fiddle. And, you know, and so it was like, would Jackson start looking at her differently? Because now she's, she's my ideal or old ideal. Wait, somebody said that. No, no, no. I'm, this was me. Oh, right. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was me being like my old self being like, what she's now looking like is like what I used to want to look like. So then in my head, I'm like, okay, Jackson's probably going to find that more attractive than what I am now. Mm, Wow. And so I voiced it to him. 
And he was like, that's never even crossed my mind. I don't care if you're grinding in the gym or 23 kilos. I just want you to be happy and healthy. And that's when you're your most attractive yeah. self. Yeah. And I was like, And this is okay, the thing people think about men too. It's like, they actually don't care about me. They yeah. don't. They no. literally don't. Like, yeah. and that's funnily enough for me too. Like, again, as women, we fluctuate. But just on a really basic example, when I am like my quote unquote heaviest, Corey's like, oh, he's so sexy. Yes. You know, and like in my head, I'm like, I'm having the worst day ever, but I'm riding this out. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like we, 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 we think that that's what men want when I'm like, I'm telling you right now, if you have a an integrated man that knows what that's not. That and okay. like that also fuck. is no. like our... Like my, like that is my old self being yes. like, your body shape is what I've always wanted yeah. my whole life. So yeah. that's generally just what I think Jackson's going to think when it's not No, because it's your own projection. But the yeah. fact that you can voice that, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. This is coming. Yeah. And I think it's coming from a place of not projecting because it could have gone another way. And maybe for you years ago, it would have, where you get angry at her yeah. and then angry at him. And then everyone, they're like, they're like, what the fuck and is going on? And you're like thought. crying in the corner yeah. and they're like, whatever. But it's like, it's not shaming yourself for that. But how much better does relationships, even with your friends or family or whatever, when you can be like, this is how I feel. Mm. this is what's coming up for me this is what I'm experiencing and instantly I didn't wait for it to yes. shit yes. for a month well, we and spoke like, about it the day before as well yeah so and yeah. it's not like I didn't have to bring that up with you because it's a me thing yeah I voiced it with Jackson just so he knew how I was feeling yeah. so he was aware of it and then happy days move on yeah. So, and it's like, you're like, again, I was talking at the beginning about overcomplicating everything. It's like, yes, it's uncomfortable, but how much easier is it than bottling something up for X amount mm-hmm. of months or weeks and then it exploding? Yeah. Boys are so simple minded too. Like realistically. <laughs> yeah. Corey's like, tell think. me to the freaking specific what you need because I can't read your mind. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And we think, interesting we think they that. can. We want them to. We almost yeah. expect them no, to. No, but it's because we can. <laughs> yeah. We know what they want, when they when They change their mood. Whether you look, okay, you need this, right? And then we're like, why don't you know that for me? Because they're yeah. just not built the same. They and men are so different yeah okay Okay, the last thing we want to touch on which i just love but the stigma around being materialistic and how people interpret it because you love i'm a material girl you love it and i I love that for you love it i love seeing it it. but there's so many people who hide that yes because they're afraid of what other people think again fear of judgment but you so beautifully share how much you love materialistic things, which is great because mm. it also allows other people to realize that they can love that shit too. Yeah. And I follow a few people who are the same and it's like, they're allowed to love that. Yeah. And you just share it, which not a lot of people do. So no. how have you navigated that? Yeah. I, 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 I share it now from the perspective of one, a uh, uh, promise to myself that I would never hide anything about myself mm. like I have literally been quote-unquote materialistic since I was like came out the womb like there's photos of me and like I've got matching pink sparkly shoes with feather boas and I used to cry if my uh on the way to preschool if my like outfit didn't match like when I tell you I've been this way always like I literally been this way always but again societal thing family whatever it may be for you yeah people project it's like well if you lack this it's because of x y and z and what I've learned as a woman too people put women in a this or this category instead of this end of this. So you can mm. be pretty or you can be smart. You can be successful or you can be uh, pretty. You can be whatever it may be. When it's like, when I embraced, why can't I be an and? So why can't I be successful and materialistic? And why can't I be fit and also eat the foods that I desire? Why can't, and the minute that I was like, I get to be an and not at all, my life changed. Because the amount of DMs I genuinely get on a weekly basis from people being like, I love that you share this because I love it too. And it has nothing to do with anybody else. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't give a fuck if you see my Prada handbag or not I like my Prada handbag and I want to have it but I think yeah and and 
I get, I do understand people's projection of it because there is a level where there are people in the world that flaunt these things yeah. for the sake of attention or I don't really know what it is, whatever it may be. And so I think for me, the more I allowed myself to accept that part in myself, I was okay with people projecting it at me. Whereas before when I didn't accept it, and people would say, oh, Chloe, you know, or she's high maintenance because she always has to have her hair and makeup done or whatever. No, I have my hair and makeup done just because I genuinely want to do it, not mm. for any other Makes reason. you feel good? You like doing it? Exactly. And it's End like, it's a, exactly that. Yeah. Like, why does it have to be anything more? And I think, but when people would say that to me before, I, I did that thing of like, um, you know, was that whole idea of like, you don't want to be like other girls. You know, when mm. it was cool, I don't want to be like other girls. I'm different. Like, I don't <laughs> know if you guys went through that, but that was yeah, totally me. But then it was like, when I went through a stage of like, no, I do want to be like other girls. And yeah, I do want have my fucking pink Stanley and I do want to get my nails done this and I do want to have my Crocs or whatever it may be and it's not it's not fucking about any of those things right it's about I'm accepting the things that I lack and I enjoy and I'm just gonna have them oh my god life immediately gets better it's genuinely just down to authenticity and I think the more that you can embrace those parts of yourself the better like I think it's very similar to wanting your lips done or wanting your hair done, wanting your boobs done. Okay, you can either want the materialistic thing, same as getting your boobs done, to prove a point. Yes. Or you can do it because you generally want to do it it. and you couldn't give a fuck about what anyone else thinks. It goes two ways with that. So just really check in with yourself and see why you want to do it. And I think I, I I still probably did learn it the hard way of like I went through a position where, again, we talked about coping mechanisms before where like my thing was food, right? But when I started earning a pretty decent amount of money and getting myself comfortable, I noticed I just started spending more and it was only then that I caught myself out and I'm like why what are you feeling a void in so I think the self-awareness piece is huge in that exactly I don't care what it is that you do with your life what you spend your money on what you want to get done to yourself exactly that but it's just like yeah why do I want to do it and is this for me and if it's it's for you perfect that gets to be fucking amazing because Mm -hmm. you deserve that and you deserve to feel however it is that you want to feel and I think so many women are we are we are conditioned and I I don't love the conversation because I think it gets swung one way but to look a certain way or feel a certain way or even small things like you know there's this whole unspoken idea that blonde girls are prettier and then there's girls that are spending thousands of dollars on getting their like weeks and weeks of paychecks to get blonde hair and extensions when mm-hmm. I'm like imagine if you just felt confident enough to and don't get me wrong like I said I dye my hair fake blonde too but it's like because <laughs> I want to yeah you know and it's like imagine if you just felt confident enough to dye your hair whatever color you actually wanted or not mm. dye it at all and how different you would actually feel so yeah self-awareness in that's huge I think the last couple of years it's been good in the sense that like there's been a lot of trans transition in people realizing that natural beauty is yeah. perfect. And there's a lot of people going from the bleach blonde to their natural colour, getting yeah. their lips dissolved, getting their boobs taken out because they have always felt better natural, but they did that from a projection on an outsider's perspective. Whereas now it's like a lot of people are embracing the yeah. natural beauty. Yeah. And, and there's my, so much power in that. Yeah. Because my biggest thing is like you are, you owe it to yourself at the end of the day to be the best, the very best version of yourself possible, whatever that looks like. And nobody gets to decide for you mm. what that looks like. I don't care what you do as a job, how much money you earn, what you look like, whatever, as long as you are happy in that. And I say this all the time because my sister, I've got, I've got four sisters, but the sister under me, she's two years younger than me. Her and I are like chalk and cheese to the point that we don't look the same. We have the same mom and dad. Uh, teachers at school didn't think that we were related because we we're so different yeah. I would like literally live in a penthouse with like six cars in the in the driveway and like do all the things she would happily like go get a van and like live on a farm with cows and like right but I love that yeah. it's because it's like you live true to you I live true to me that gets to be perfect and yeah. I think the more people can just take that and like actually genuinely go who am I and what do I want the better your life gets every single mm. time um what's your favorite materialistic item that you own right now Oh, and the first Prada bag I ever bought was a sparkly Prada. It's still my favorite. The black sparkly one? It, the black. Okay. It's like a disc, I think I've seen it's, it. It's, oh my God. It's, it's the first designer thing I ever bought and it's fucking the best. 
It's just like yeah. spark. It's like a disco ball. Yeah, I love so that. I love it. Wow, what a good conversation. I've had goosebumps like this whole entire episode. So much fun. It's so easy though. It's like just <laughs> so, hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no one else is in the room. We always finish with what is your favorite quote or quote you live by? I think for me, the biggest thing is go one more, which I know is really simple, but I like to look mm. at it from in the gym as basic as it go one more rep you can always do one more you think you can't if you can go one more you can probably do three more in life I always think about like okay cool this feels like a stretch could I go one more could I say one more thing and it kind of goes against that idea of like I said before less is more but I low-key think that quote just goes with my personality anyway yeah. I'm like go fucking one more show me it's a show me what you got kind of thing yeah it's like people always will go oh and especially as you mentioned in Australia or oh, I'll, I'll be I'll be humble to this point and I'll say what I've got to this point and I'll whatever whereas for me I'm like no show me what you got business, life, financially, relationship-wise. So I think that's probably the biggest thing for me. Mm. I love that. That's yeah. a good one. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, yeah. I love I that. Love it. All right, where can people find you on social media? And you also have a Confidence Creators course at the moment. Oh, yes, I yes. do. Well, that we kind of like ties in perfectly. Perfect. So I also speak about that. Oh, my God, thank you. So you guys can find me. It's just at Chloe Bromwich on Instagram. Really, really simple. I could give you all the other things, but that's where you find everything that you need. Um, and then Confidence Creators, yeah, it's my new course, basically, just to help people step into, because I get it all the time. How do I start a personal brand? How do I start a business? Whether you want to be a UGC, in, uh, a UGC creator, an influencer, you want to have a business, service price provider, whatever, but they're so scared to start social media so it's a really it encompasses not only kind of how to step into this idea of your most confident self etc kind of the mindset work but then also all the strategy stuff that you need to actually start the business and start the brand too so you can find all the details for that in my bio too so yes. go be live love go. that well Amazing. thank you so much for taking the time thanks for having me and we'll have you back yes so i'm ready to <laughs> i feel like loki i just want to do the exes episode we can just talk about all the toxic yes. exes i'm like that's just stop <laughs> i think you would love that i think i'm like everyone needs to send in their most like toxic and we're oh, doing so all right. Fun. All right, lock it in. Right. Yeah, that's so naughty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, you guys, for listening for another week, and we'll speak to you next episode. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Raw Reality Podcast. If you love this episode, please leave a review and share it with your besties. If you would like to get involved, email us your listener questions or DM us on Instagram. We love you guys so much, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.